Welcome back to Mesechtas Megillah. We are now on Beis, Amid Beis, that's 2B. We are learning Mesechtas Megillah in the Zechus of the hostages. May they return home speedily, healthily, both in body and in spirit. So we are picking up today, actually in the bottom of Beis, Amid Aleph. Again, learning Megillah, trying to finish it for Purim. We were discussing yesterday the fact that our Mishnah said, Yudal, if you basically give me a doubt, all those days, the 11th through the 14th, excuse me, the 15th, one is allowed to read the Megillah. And the Gemara wants to know, how, how do we know this? And within that, the Gemara ended up coming to the conclusion that there's actually my focus, when th- does this apply? Does it only apply when there is a um, Bezdin who's ruling and deciding Rosh Chodesh, but in an event or in the world we live where the calendar is fixed because people look what, when Purim is, and from there they deter- determine when Pesach is, we don't want anyone to get confused, and therefore we don't allow it. Okay, the Gemara then says as follows. Um, basically, it's just, it's just, we're going to reiterate, rehash the same discussion with a couple of new, new, nuances, uh, pretty much in the names. Igdami, said in the name of Yochanan, that this rule or Mishnah that allows people to read earlier to uh, than than Purim and Yudan and Tesvav is Rabbi Kiva. but the sages disagree, and they say Bismana Zehol Bistaklin Ba Einkarn Osel Bismana. The Chachamim say, nowadays, since people look at when the Megillah is being read, and from there they decide to determine 30 days to uh, Pesach, so we no longer allow people to read earlier. The implication is the Chachamim would endorse and embrace reading earlier in the world where uh, people w- were Kaveh the Chodesh based off the Bezdin. Um, again, this is different than, than yesterday because yesterday the Chachamim said otherwise. So again, this is, it's a different, a di- this is a different, a different uh, alternate, alternate version of the discussion. Okay. Tani It's also a brisa. Om Rabbi Yehuda. Amos. Said Rabbi Yehuda, when can the Megillah be read earlier than the 14th? His man shah. When the years are fixed properly, as in Bezdin is the one determining things each month, and the Jewish people are in their land. Okay. Good. Now we're all good and well. We have a proof from a brisa, which is a very strong proof. That's a um, tanoim who derive based off um, based off a uh, based off a, um, a remiza, based off a. It's not. It's not. It's not a. It's not a real drasha, but based off a um, illusion, if you will, from the psukim that one's allowed to do this. Rav Ashi Once we're on this discussion, Rav Ashi is going to note there's actually a contradiction contradiction in the statement of Yehuda. Above, and a statement that Yehuda has made elsewhere that we have not get, got to yet. Okay, so the statement Yehuda made above was he was the one who introduced this idea that there's a difference between the times that when there is Bezdin operating properly, so we have the allowance to, of Yudal if you Gimel. When Bezdin is not operating properly, we have a fixed calendar, so then we can only read the Megillah on the 14th or 15th in Yerushalayim. Rabbi Yehuda, who says this, says Rashi, well, actually, there's a contradiction within the words of Rabbi Yehuda. So, and therefore, and to resolve this contradiction, it's a little funny, he's telling us there's a contradiction, he has not yet told us what it is, but he says, don't worry, I resolved it. It's like when the person calls you up and says, everything is fine, but just want to let you know, so-and-so, you know, fell down, etc. So, Ravashi says, don't worry, everything is fine, I resolved this contradiction, and I'll tell you what it is. How does he resolve it? He says it must be that this, this other Brysa, Mukla the Brisek of Yosi Bar Yehuda was not Rabbi Yehuda, but actually was Rav Yosi Bar Yehuda, someone else. Okay, what's going on here? So before, okay, what's the, what exactly is this contradiction? Good. 
Rabbi Yehuda who said that we are dependent, that it's dependent on the Arab. If the Jewish people are not on their land in Korona Selbizmana, we can all read the 14th, Urminhu. I have a problem. Whenever we use the word Urminhu, it means there's a stira, there's a contradiction between various Tana and various Brises. Om Rabbi Yehuda. A Masa. When is it that we allow you to, he mocked them to read the Megillah earlier? Not in the days of yore when the, when the sages were Kovea, the Chodesh, determined the Chodesh, the month, based off the, uh, the, the witnesses, but rather in a place, in an era, where villagers are accustomed to coming to the big towns, coming to the cities, on Mondays and Thursdays, where, as we recall from yesterday, the whole idea was we weren't, we didn't want to cause people to have to come in more than twice a week, or coming in either either way for the farmers market. So we say just come in on the Monday or Thursday that precedes the uh, Purim. So says Rabbi Yehuda, it's pretty logical. This whole institution should only exist in the place where they do our custom to come in on Mondays and Thursdays. In a place where they don't come in on Mondays and Thursdays, in Karnasel so you can only read it at this proper time. Okay. So what's the problem? The uh, the, um, the 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 statement implies that regardless of what Bezdin is doing, whether they're sitting in Eretz Israel and everything's good and they're determining the Chodesh or not, in a, the, the determining factor for allowing reading to read on Yudalaf and Bezid Gimel is the place where they go on, on Mondays and Thursdays. So I feel as bad as they, even nowadays, it should apply nowadays. Therefore, said Ravashi, I resolved it. It must be that it's not really Yehuda, but one of them is actually of Yosi Bar Yehuda. And there was a mistake. Gemara now says as follows. Umukum la lebrisa, Rabbi Yosef Yehuda. Okay. The Gemara says, We shouldn't kushila de Yehuda, de Yehuda. Mukum la lebrisa, Rabbi Yosef Yehuda. The Gemara says as follows. Just because you have a contradiction between two statements of Yehuda, why is your first impulse to jump and and establish the, the authorship, authorship of this brisa like someone else, Rabbi Yosef Yehuda? Maybe there's another way to resolve this contradiction. And if you go through the Rishonim here, we're not going to do it. They actually resolve it. Or say what potential to have Amina, the first assumption was to resolve it. So Ravashi explains, no. Ravashi Shemia laid the Ika Tani Lake Rabbi Yehuda, the Ika Tani Lake Rabbi Yosef Yehuda. It wasn't Ravashi's first impulse. And out of nowhere, he just decided it must be someone else. Rather, he had learned two versions of this Brisa. Some taught it in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, some taught it in the name of Yosef Yehuda. And once now there's this uncertainty because we have a contradiction within Rehuda, he says it must be those who taught this price according to Rehuda, they were mistaken. And those who taught according to Rehuda were correct. They reported it accurately. Again, so we had is Rehuda has a price. So she's like, one minute. Rehuda's price that we're determining factor is Bezdin. Can't be, because elsewhere he says the determining factor is a place where they go on on Mondays and Thursdays. So he says it must be, it's Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda. Says the Gemara, why is your first impulse to jump and ascribe it to someone else? And the answer is, no, 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 it's not my first impulse. This isn't just like, I decided this at whole cloth. Rather, the, uh, I was taught both ways. And uh, now that there's a stira, now there's a clear contradiction, it's, I'm just going to go with the approach that makes the most sense. Okay, Adkan, as they say in Yiddish, to five pintalof go here. Next, next, we're going to go to the next clause in the Mishnah. All right, I hope we're going well on time. We are. All right, this is going to go fast. The Mishnah says that, and this is, we're going to, let's let's leave the world of Yudalaf, Bezid, Gimel. We're just going to move on to the fact that we know, there are two days when there's Purim. There's Yudalaf, which we call Purim, and then there's Shushan Purim, or the, which is interesting, named after Shushan, but only celebrated at Lechorah in Yerushalayim, Yerach Kodesh. It says the Mishnah, 
Cities that are surrounded by walls on the time of Yeshua Nun are re read on the 15th. So just a quick, uh, quick uh, um, foreshadowing here. Quick, what, what, what are we going to encounter now coming up? Well, you can probably guess the questions. One is, why are we going with Yeshua Nun? What, as they say, what's Shaykhis? Well, what, what's the connection of Yeshua Nun to Megillah's story? We should go with the days of the Shushan story. So that's one thing we're going to deal with. Number two, we're going to have to deal with is, and how do we even know this is true? So let's delve into that. And then also we'll decide what is a walled city. From where do we know these things? Amrava, Damakrak, there's a Prasik in the Megillah. Again, let's dust off our Megillah. Therefore, the Jews of unwalled cities who live in the walled cities make the uh, 14th day of Adar, a day of Simcha, etc., etc. Okay, you can go look that Prasik up. It's Nestor, Tess, Yud, Tess. Okay. Sir, now since the Prasik explicitly says that unwalled cities celebrate the 14th, that implies walled cities celebrate on the uh, on the 15th. Okay. Meaning to say, just this Rashi points out, there are only two days mentioned to read the Megillah explicitly in the text, and that's the 14th and 15th. So from the fact that we say ex explicitly that the, on the 14th, all the unwalled cities and the unwalled uh, places are reading now implies the walled places are going to read the only other day that's available, and that's the 15th. So now the Gemara has a bunch of questions. Vema Arbasa. Maybe you'd say the unwalled cities celebrate the 14th, and the walled cities don't celebrate at all. Meaning, if the Pasuk explicitly says, these are the ones on the 14th, the unwalled cities read, maybe you can you can uh, deduce from there that a walled city just doesn't read. They don't celebrate Purim. Well, that's untenable, says the Gemara. But a lot of you strongly know, are these not Jews? Just because they live in a walled city, they're not Jews. The people you should are not Jews. What are you talking about? Furthermore, Vaud, and that's kind of funny why you need to have two. I think that's a very strong proof of Vaud. The Ode of Akushkesif. Megillah says that, uh, the, that the reign of Akashverosh and the, his, his, uh, his kingdom covered from Hoda to Kush, meaning to say it was everywhere. Uh, certainly there are walled cities there. So you, and, and if you're a walled city, then certainly you experienced a miracle. So don't tell me a walled city is exempt. Like this, I don't understand the Havamina. So then, Vema, let me try to, let's try a different approach. Again, we're trying to determine here how do we know walled cities are in the 15th? Vema, Prozim, Maybe you could say, Unwalled cities read on the 14th, explicit what the verse says. And the uh, walled cities read both on the 14th and they read the 15th as well. As the Pasuk says, The Pasuk tells us they should observe the 14th day of the month of Adar and the 15th day of, this, of that year. Meaning to say, and, and the 15th day. Well, we know the 15th day can't be for the unwalled cities because we say explicitly earlier that the unwalled cities only do the 14th day. So that must leaves over. The 15th day is for Shushan, but maybe, or the walled cities, the walled cities will read both the 14th and 15th again. It applies both days. Says the Gemara, you have the Ksiv as Yom Arbasar Vichamishasar. If it said the 14th and the 15th, vi, then, I, then you have a good point that you should, the walled cities read both days, celebrate both days. Kedar as you suggested. Now that we put this, in, we 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 uh, put this uh, uh, this the s that we the word the s inside uh, in between the word fourteenth and fifteenth, we put the word the s that implies we're separating them to say that that some are celebrating on the fourteenth. I.e., the unwalled cities equals the walled cities are going to celebrate exclusively on the fifteenth. Okay. They have a prize of Arbasar, so let's have another challenge to this. Maybe the unwalled cities read on the 14th. 
Mukavas Ibai Barasa Ibai Bachamiasa. So now what we've established now is we know the walled cities are all, the unwalled cities are on the 14th. We know as well that the walled cities have to celebrate. We said maybe they celebrate both days. We know then we established the camp and they celebrate both days. Can we say we say the word vis? So it's it's it has to celebrate a different day. So the Gemara, maybe it's either or. Meaning you could decide you want to celebrate the 14th or 15th. A choice. We love choice. Um how do we know that they have to celebrate? They can only celebrate on the 15th. So I'm a craw, Fizmanayam. The Pasik says, in their times, again, quote this Pasik yesterday, in their times, Zmanal Shulzeh, Lo Zmanal Shulzeh. The times of the walled cities are not the times of the unwalled cities, meaning if the unwalled cities are reading the 14th, so exclusively to the 15th is the walled cities. Oh, we think we're, we think we're good now. We've really covered all our bases. Not so fast. Fame of its loss, Maybe the walled city should read on the 13th of Adar. Maybe the 13th of Adar. Oh, now we... What's the idea of a 13th of Adar? So Rashi says as follows. The Megillah says 14th and 15th. Maybe 15th is just Shushan. Only Shushan. It's exclusive to Shushan. So what happened? Just a quick story of the Megillah. On the, fort, on the 13th, they fought. On the, and then, then Esther comes and says to Akashverus, can you give us an extra day in Shushan? So while the rest of the world rested and celebrated the 14th, the 14th, they still fought in Shushan. And they only celebrate on the 15th. So maybe, says Rashi, what Agamara is saying is as follows. Every other walled city, 13th. Shushan, the 15th. Now, if you're if you're thinking, like, this is getting a little bit stretched. Well, you're not the only one thinking this is, this, here it's getting a little stretched. Like, really, 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 after all that, you really think the 13th? Like, where well, that came out of left field. So the Ritva actually says this. Ritva says at this point, the Gemara knows with certainty it's the 15th. But rather, the, 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 through the this back and forth, the Gemara is really just trying to, uh, trying to clarify that the 15th is, could be the only day to do it. But at this point, the 13th, that wasn't actually a viable question. Okay. Kishusha. Okay. Now the Gemara's, now, if you think, okay, we're all good and well. Now we know. On the 15th, Kishusha. Sorry, that was the answer. Kishusha, we celebrate the walled cities like Shushan, i.e. the 15th. So if you think that we've now covered all our bases, so the Gemara's follows, nah, not so fast. Ashkachanasiya. This that it says, Liyos Osimus Yom Arbaser, to make the 14th and the 15th, that's not talking about Megillah, maybe that's just talking about the celebration, the celebratory factor, the fact we're having the meal. By the way, okay, the meal, well, we'll get there, we'll get to the other parts later. But Zahir Alan, how do we know the reading of the Megillah, as in the commemoration of the Purim miracle through the reading of the Megillah, how do we know that as well as in the 15th? Amar Kra, by Yom Elad Nizkar Manasim, the Pazak says, again, this is in the Megillah. In Chaf Ches, same paragraph, on these days you shall commemorate, as in Zechira, Venasim, and celebrate. Ishka Zechira, Asiya, and from the, the fact you put Zechira to mention next to Asiya, the celebration implies they're both on the same days. Okay, so now we've, that's part one of this of this, of this this page. Next. Mastisit Lokayatan. So next part is, we're gonna, as I said before, why the days of Yeshua were known over Shusha. Our mission is clearly not according to the following Tana. The Tana is the following Rabbi Shubin Karach Omer. Rabbi Shubin Karach says, The determining factor is not Yeshubin Nun, but rather it's Achashverosh, which again intuitively makes more sense. Okay. Tomorrow is my time to Rabbi Shubin Karach. What is Rabbi Shubin Karach's reading? Why did Rabbi Shubin Karach say it's according to Achashverosh? Because the Father says, Kishushan, like Shushan. Because Shushan was surrounded by the walls of the time of Achashverosh. Now you may be saying, what if we're surrounded by the walls of Shubin Well, we have no way to determine that, so clearly we wouldn't use that as a determining factor. So, so just like Shushan, we know for certain, was surrounded by a wall on days of Achashverosh and reads on the 15th, so to every city that's surrounded by a wall on days of Achashverosh should read on the 15th. Ah, come to Shubin Karcha. 
The Tanya done by Thomas, so now we have to ask the obvious question. That sounds pretty good. So why did our Tana, our Mishnah, wherever wrote it, seems like Rabbi Kiva, why did they not embrace this? Why did they go to an earlier day of Yeshua ben Nun? So he says, and what's the Shaykhaz? Yalef Prazi Prazi. So actually it's Xera Shava. That we use the same word Prazi, meaning unwalled cities, both in the Megillah and also in the Yeshua story. It says here, therefore the Jews are the unwalled cities. Talking about when during the conquering of the land, he used the same word of Prazi Harbi Od, decided the great number of unwalled cities. So when the word Prazi shows up in, in, in Yeshua, it's talking about a walled city, so too, the, then here as well, it's a walled city, so just like this. Therefore, the idea is, what we're trying to learn from this is that we're the determining factor is from Yeshua ben Nun. Now we understand why Rabbi Shubin Karach did not take our time. Meaning, what we have here, though, is as follows. We have Rabbi Shubin Karach who says it's from Achashverosh's time. We have Artana who says we, we have this Gezerah Shub. Gemara is now going to ask, well, why, what's, what's exactly going on here? So Gemara is going to say, like, why did one Tana, why did each Tana hold their respective views? So it makes sense where Rabbi Karcha held Shushan. It makes sense because in order to have Gezerah Shava, you need to have, um, you need to actually have that sort of Masora for that. The less legged Karach is Prozzi. He did not hold this Gezerah Shava. He didn't have it. El Tani done my time alone with Karcha. Why did Tani not say Rishubin Karcha? Which I think what really they're asking is, is like, it seems pretty obvious. It says Kishushan. And we're dealing the whole story of Purim. So my time off, so Gemara's like, what do you mean, my time Although it may seem obvious to go like our Mishnah, Tad is like Prazi Prazi, but he has Xerus Shava. We have the scriptural proof we just brought out, which is much stronger. It's Hawkey Commerce. That can't be the question. Rather, here's what it's trying to say El Shushan of the Kama. Rather, our, the question is as follows If the determining factor is Yeshua ben Nun, so what's the deal with Shushan? If you were in Shushan nowadays, what would you do? Why? Because we have no idea if Shushan was surrounded by wall in the days of Yeshua ben Nun. Yet, we know also the mirror, they, they, that certainly on, in, in Shushan, they uh, they celebrated the 15th of, of that first year. So, Loka Prozim, Loka Mokofen. So, who's he following? Like, it's not like an unwalled city. It's not like, uh, um, it is unlike walled cities and it's unlike walled cities. As in, it's it's, it's it's its own sui generis category here. So, I'm a Rav, I'm like, So, Rav says, it must be that Shushan's different because the miracle was performed there. So, even though we don't know, there, even though it wasn't surrounded by wall, the most Shubanun, we still celebrate the, celebrate the 15th because that's where the miracle actually occurred. Okay, great. Mishlam of the Tani Dun. So, according to our Tana, who says it goes according to Shubanun because he has a special din of Prazi Prazi. Haim Dixiv, that actually explains a verse in our Megillah. The Megillah says as follows. The Megillah tells us, I should have brought a Pasuk, a Megillah's Esther with me, we say, we call Medina, Medina, the ear of the ear. We say every province and province and city to city. Why do we have the redundancy of city to city, providence to providence? What's it trying to teach us the redundancy? So Medina, Medina, Lachalik, we come as home, we must be none, we come as home, we must have to tell us that there's a differentiate between the various providences, provinces, excuse me, of uh, that exist. Some provinces they read on the 14th, those that were surrounded by Yeshua Nun, and some don't read on the 14th, those that were not surrounded in the days of Achishverosh, uh, those were not surrounded in the days of Yeshua Nun. Okay. Meaning to say, good. Ear v ear, Nami. And why the redundancy of ear v ear? Because again, we said, according to his opinion, every, according to his opinion, every city is determined by Yeshua Nun, with the exception of Shushan, because the miracle occurred there, that even though Shushan was not surrounded by walling, they do Shubanun, they still celebrate the 15th. Therefore, the, the, the positive says, ear to ear, to differentiate between 
Shushan in every other city. That is, Shushan celebrates the 15th. Every other city, which is not surrounded by a wall, and as Yeshua Nun, celebrates on the uh, 14th. According to Shubin Karcha, who says that the determining factor is the existence of a wall during the days of Achashverosh, so, Bishlam, Medina, Medina, we understand what says Providence of Providence of Chalek, Bain, Bain, Mukavit Chomi, Mos Achashverosh. The differentiation between cities that were surrounded by walls in the days of Achashverosh, read on the 15th, versus cities that were not surrounded by walls in the days of Achashverosh, read on the 14th. El Irvir, Lamayasa. But why does it say Irvir? What's, the, what's, that, what's the, redu the redundancy coming to teach us? So, Rishuban Karcha says, one minute. According to Artana, do we really need this? Do we really need this Medina Medina ear to ear? Didn't we just say it five minutes ago? Five minutes ago, came to Israel, Prazi, Prazi. We have a specific Xeris Akasiv, a Xerishav, excuse me, that tells us, we use the word Prazi of, of uh, unwalled town in Megillah, we use the word Prazi, unwalled town in Yeshua. From there we learn that unwalled city, that, that we determine factors the walled city, the days Yeshua, but none. So what do we need? This Medina, 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 Lamanli. Lamanli. So Ella, Kroll, Adarish, Lay, Rather, the verse is coming to teach us something else. Ukt, Yeshua, and Levi, It's coming to teach us What's it coming to teach us? So this is now step three, and that is it. what is exactly is a walled city? The Omer Shub and Levi. What is a, a walled city? Krach v'chola samachlo. It's a walled city, but not just within the confines of the walled city. For those who were with us, we learned Mishnayomi. We know that the Karim Pesach, Meisr Sheni, have to be in within the walls of Yerushalayim. We had all these questions. What if you're in a tree? The tree trunk is in Yerushalayim. The branches are outside. You're in, you're in a treehouse. What's the halacha? Okay, fine. Doesn't apply here. We're not a strip. Rather, krach chol samachlo. It's a walled city and everything that's near it. Chol nirimo and everything that can be seen with it. You think a krach is treated as a walled city? Now, by the way, this is the the whole debate about. Obviously, the old city of Yerushalayim was surrounded in the days of Yeshua Benun, but uh, what about the greater Yerushalayim? Now, the modern day Yerushalayim. Then, what about all that? Um, Maladafna, uh, Rechavia. There, they also celebrate on the fifteenth. Why is that? Because it's considered samachlo. You can see it. Uh, this is going to come up more in, 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 I think, Daf Hay or so, Daf Dalim Abayz, but uh, that's why there are, are places in Yerushalayim, like remote, where it's a little bit it's a little further out, what's the halacha? Ad Kama, how far, how far, excuse me, <coughs> how far can a settlement be from the walled city and still be considered near enough to the city that we celebrate on the 15th? Om Rav Yirmiya V'yitem Rav Chiyabar Abba, Kimi Chamton L'Tiveria, the equivalent of distance between Chamson and Tiberia, which is a mill. Which is roughly a mill. A mill takes is about two thousand amos. Takes about eighteen minutes. Okay, you know, there's more synergy here. Before, I'm into going mission yomi. Now we have smichas chavah. Malam a mill. So if it's a mill, just say a mill. Like imagine if I said to you, you said how long is it? How uh, what's considered the distance? You know the um the distance the, the distance between that's you're still in the linden erev. And I say uh, the distance between you know, Phoenix and Flagstaff. Okay, that was that just totally showed my lack of knowledge in geography. But okay. Uh, the distance between Teaneck and Englewood. And I say, but that's about three miles. So just tell me three miles. It's much easier to understand. So it says our Mishnah, no. How come I should be sure the mill come have the Mishnah that we're trying to teach us by by the way, how much is a mill? It's equivalent to this between and Tiveria, and now you know what a mill is. Okay. I wish you all a wonderful day.